we're the ones that unlock the doors. Um, it's very hard to imagine anything functioning without classified employees. Um, even remote classes, like, do you need IT support? What if they're on strike? They're not going to answer the phone, you know? And so, yeah, I think that the work that we do is vital work and students know it and they feel it. Um, and I hope that the board is noticing that as well and feeling the pressure. How can our listeners stay in touch with you, especially if they want to get involved in solidarity actions? I think the best way to find the contact info for all of our union is on our website, which is pccfce.org. And if you click through there, you'll be able to find everyone's email on there, including mine. And you can write to us about anything. I love chatting on email and writing ridiculously long emails, so feel free to send me some. Um, and then we have the upcoming board meet, uh, board meeting that we've been speaking about on March 21st, where we plan to bring our strike pledge in and present that. Um, and PCC um, has the board of directors who are elected and accountable to the community. So if you have thoughts about anything, then I think that that is an avenue through uh, various outreach that people are empowered to um, speak up. And I'll also say that as the communications VP for our union, I write a newsletter and I also update our Facebook page. And so that's a great way for people to find us too. Um, the newsletter is predominantly classified employees, but if there are supporters, I'm happy to add them to the newsletter. And then the Facebook page is open so they can find us there and see what's going on. All right, pccfce.org. Yes. All right, well, that wraps it up for this evening's show. You've been listening to Meryl uh, DePasquale and Briar Schreiber of the Strike Ready Portland Community College Faculty Federation of Classified Employees. I'm Jamie Partridge with Laura Watlin. This is Labor Radio this Monday and every Monday at 6 p.m. Stay tuned for Prison Pipeline. I'm Amy Goodman, host of Democracy Now! You're listening to KBOO 90.7 FM. Baby understand me now If sometimes you see that I'm mad Don't you know no one alive can always be an angel When everything goes wrong you see some bad But I'm just a soul whose intentions are
and welcome to Prison Pipeline, airing from the studios of KBOO Portland. Prison Pipeline presents a unique perspective of the criminal justice system, addressing the root causes of crime and broadening understanding of the institution of incarceration. I'm your host, Adam Carpinelli. Today we're here with Carolyn Davis. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you, Adam? Good, good. Thanks for being on. We're excited to uh, to have you in Portland very soon for uh, Portland Jazz Fest and this very exciting community panel that's going to be uh, the next day after the performance, which the performance is uh, March 2nd at Jack London, and then we'll, we'll have the panel we'll talk about in a minute. But love to hear about how you got involved in all this great work that you're doing and how you've bridged all of that with all of your uh, amazing um, music and arts projects. Yeah, thank you so much. Well, I'm the child of a family member who was incarcerated for a long time. My family's Swedish and he was incarcerated in Sweden. And at the time there was a law that you could only be incarcerated for so long and he was almost incarcerated for that amount of time. And he might be still incarcerated if they were allowing for more time, but I'm so glad he's not, you know, in prison anymore. And in the pandemic, with the extra time that we all had, I sort of went through a mental realization um, about my family and myself and how that part of my family and played a role in the way I felt, um, just generally speaking, about acceptance and love and support. And I realized that that was a bigger part of my story than I than I had imagined it to be. And so I started connecting with people through you know letter writing programs in New York. And for some of those things, I just really got involved with political prisoners here in the United States. And so I just started writing to people. And one of those people was Jalil Mutakim, who is the person who connected us. And another one of those people is Keith Lamar, who's still incarcerated in on death row in the state of Ohio, the Ohio State Penitentiary. And um, another couple people who I write from time to time through art programs. And I just really connected with people that way. And it was a way for me to sort of deal with the the pain of my own family who doesn't really want to talk about it. So that part of it all was really healing or has been really healing for me to just be connected to the, the center of people who are incarcerated and people who care for incarcerated people through either their artwork or their music or, or whatever. And then I sort of got involved with um, some fundraiser projects for Jaleel and for Keith Lamar. I've been done some tours with that project Freedom First to bring more awareness to his situation. And um, then I wrote this album full of music for certain voices that I thought were inspiring to me, like Susan Burton and this woman, Joyce Ann Brown, who was incarcerated for 10 years in Texas for a crime she didn't commit and created a program to help people, a re-entry program. Um, and since she's passed away now and other people like Galileo, who was incarcerated for the last five years of his life, home arrest, um, for what we all know Galileo for. <laughs> and, um, you know, just some other really inspiring folks in my life and people who never got a chance to meet. 
And this stuff kind of rests on the shoulders of all the people who have done social justice work in jazz specifically, because I'm a jazz musician and play improvised music. And this stuff isn't really new. It's, you know, we have like Hazel Scott, we've got Billie Holiday who sang Strange Fruit. I like um, Carmen McRae, Nina Simone, Charles Mingus, The Fables of Fowlis record. Yeah, Nina Simone to be young, gifted, and black, which is based on Lorraine Hansberry's quote. And Lorraine Hansberry's voice is also on my recording because she was just such a huge fighter for the rights of people who were forgotten in our in our country. Max Roach, Freedom Now Suite, um, John Coltrane, Alabama, Charlie Hayden, and Archie Shepp, Attica Blues. And today we have a lot of people fighting for the abolitionist, the prison industrial complex abolitionist cause, such as Samora Pender Hughes. He's a good friend of mine and is working towards that with his healing project and closely with Keith Lamar. Carolyn Carrington, who's a drummer and has been focused on events um, called Music for Abolition. And there's some other people who are like a little bit more on the side. Christian, Christian Scott, Chief Adjua, Ambrose Akimusier, Jerome Jennings, who did a record called Solidarity. All these people I'm resting on their shoulders for all the work that they've already done in this um, for the cause. That's a great background there with, with all those musicians because some people probably haven't heard of or maybe heard of but you know don't know kind of their work in like that scope. So we're talking about mass incarceration, social justice as in a sense of a muse, if you will, for this artistic process that you're undertaking and that in- includes composing, performing, and community organizing. So can you talk about kind of how that works and all, all these, you know, different kind of events and projects that you've been participating in as well as um, what you'll be doing soon um, in Portland and other places. Yeah, so for the album release, I didn't want to do it the same way as I've always done it, which is really just like pretty self-serving and here's my record, go listen to my music and I'll play concerts for you, that kind of thing. Because everything really was intentionally related to my life and it's super personal and this cause that everybody's been working towards for such a long time. So um, on the day of our release, I organized this community event in Brooklyn where I invited some friends who are working towards abolition in their own ways. So Keith Lamar called in from death row, Jaleel Mutakim came and spoke about uh, his work um, with 13th Forward and some other campaigns like Jericho Movement. Sherilyn Carrington was there, Valerie Haynes, who's also, you know, working towards justice for U.S. political prisoners. My friend Fury Young, who runs a record label, who goes into prisons and records people who are incarcerated. And then when they get out of prison, he helps them to become professional musicians. This label is called Freer Records. And um, the Justice Arts Coalition, who's pairing people up with artists, visual artists uh, on the inside, with people on the outside who do work and it's kind of a pen pal program. I just wanted all these voices of people who were using artwork in certain ways to come together and sort of see how we could collaborate and make our cause stronger because we're all sort of feeling the same way about how out of hand the system of mass incarceration has become and is there a way for us all to sort of pool our resources better so we can like really get stronger in this fight for abolition this long road because i know we're going to be here for a moment in this abolitionist movement to you know abolish prisons um and i just wanted to like sit with people on the day of the release and celebrate all of our work together sculptures and visual art and video production and record labels and um touring all these sort of efforts um towards this cause that we can all you know agree upon (laughs) that's was sort of my um way of bringing some people together 
over here. And there's a lot of other programs around here that my friends are involved in. My friend Sarah Elizabeth Charles and Jean Rowe, they work for Carnegie Hall's Sing Sing program where they go on the inside and provide music workshops. Um, there's also called Music and the Music on the Inside, Music Behind Bars. There's a lot of organizations already working to bring music inside into prisons. Um, but I was also interested in the work that we're doing out here also. It's just a balance. Yeah, there's a lot of intersections of different just creative things going on. Um, in context of, of the events, you mentioned, you know, Brooklyn. Uh, we'll be having the event in Portland, which we'll talk about in a minute. But what other events um, have happened and, and also what other events are coming up with, like your tour and just what, what those events kind of look like and how, how you've curated them? So I've got two formal events planned, one with you all in Portland and at the Propulsion Zone. And then the other one is in San Francisco. Well, actually, sorry, it's in Oakland at the Eastside Arts Alliance. And that's with friends, Claude Marks, who's been really helpful. He's with the Freedom Archives and he's been extremely helpful with pairing it together with sort of all eyes on Palestine and the occupation that's happening right now, and as well as the women's movement. So the event in Oakland is geared towards the intersection between the Palestinian-Israeli conflict, Women's History Month, essentially, and art, and how those intersecting factors can provide a foundation for us to talk about mass incarceration and occupation and captivity. Um, and then the event in Portland, I'm so excited to meet people who are involved with Native American art and Native American situations with mass incarceration and right justice for incarcerated people in Portland and all the work that people are doing there um, as well as your work and things that are happening on the inside and outside in Portland and the art exhibits that I know are happening really soon here in like two days for Leonard Pelletier's art exhibition and other Native artists work. And in Seattle, I'm working right now to organize a space for us to come together in a more informal way. I'm just trying to contact people who are part of communities that already have organizations associated with them. Um, and we're just going to maybe, we have a friend who has a bookstore who might have a space available that day. So that's more of an informal gathering of people who are doing this work with their own organizations. So in the case of your artistic process, how has that changed over time? I know that, you know, with some recent material, um, you're, you're also getting more into uh, electronic. Maybe I shouldn't say fusion these days because that's kind of oh, sure. <laughs> like, you know, you know, some people. Like, yeah. So what is that looking like? How has it changed? And, you know, how, how do you make this happen? Yeah, well, on the recording, I was really fortunate to work with an amazing conceptual and incredible artist Val Jonti who's originally from Haiti and her instrument is turntables and percussion and she's the one triggering the samples on the album which that's a newer thing for me to incorporate spoken samples people of people speaking so speeches and or I pulled from um, Sandy Speaks the Sandra Bland podcast slash YouTube series um, that she was doing before she passed away and was arrested and so that's been the first time that I've been using samples. And so that process looks like I have to go in and like make sure the samples are all like mixed right and volume of each sample needs to be normalized. And like I got to think about the background noise. And that's all been a learning process for me because at the beginning and in the process of making the record, I just kind of use the samples as they were. And I think there's some charm to that using the samples and hearing them in their natural state. I think that's beautiful also. Um, and I think there's a lot of value 
in it. But I'm now I'm sort of like normalizing it for all the different stages that we're playing on. And I'm noticing like, oh, I should I should EQ this sample better. And so I've been going back and forth and doing that because I'm the one who's triggering all the samples now. And I have this really wonderful computer box called the Organelle. It's made by this company, Critter and Guitari. And I'm using that to trigger the samples and to manipulate them in, in the live shows. So because touring has become so expensive, I'm touring with a trio. And so I'm doing a lot of the electronics that Val was doing on the recording which is to trigger the samples and to manipulate those samples with delay and reverse and speed changes and to like repetitions that create rhythm. So it's almost like I've picked up another instrument and I've been working on that since last summer when I just started to tour with this project. So I've had a lot of good practice and I'm, I love doing it so much. So it's, I'm using electronics with my saxophone and in addition to that, I'm triggering those samples. And that's a big part of the live show is to have people's voices, um, in the show which is another part of lyrical content that's brand new for me so that's amazing um thanks for sharing the the process because this is something that you know people don't really get to see what's happening kind of behind the scenes with all this stuff and also that you know, so many genres don't have largely a political element in a lot of music. I'm going to target jazz just for a second, and then you can pivot off of kind of my question. Maybe I'll get a little in trouble for it. But, you know, when it comes to the jazz establishment, I think we all know what that means without <laughs> yeah. saying much about it. You know, there's a jazz establishment now. I mean, this is what's changed over that music. The, the history of jazz, right, it's almost like outlaw rebel music in, in the way that it was labeled, you know. And then today, there's all kinds of amazing jazz, like stuff you're doing. And, and a lot of people that you mentioned, right? There's still not enough of it, though. And so if you don't mind me asking wh- where, you know, sometimes have you seen that, you know, kind of, you know, not intersect in some cases and bump heads with the jazz establishment? And then, of course, you know, vice versa, too, where then, of course, it's it's open arms. But part of the general question is just about, you know, we need more art and music to be political, you know? And so and it's also great, again, in, in my opinion, to see especially jazz as a vehicle for that, which it's 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 always been, you know, a part of that. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to quote some of my heroes again, but one person that really has been a huge influence on me is the sculptor and visual artist Elizabeth Catlett, who says something like, art is only important to the extent that it aids in the liberation of people. And um, Nina Simone also made a statement at one point about like, if you aren't making music and art to comment on the current state of affairs and political affairs and liberative affairs of where you are situated, then what are you doing, (laughs) you know? Um, And so I just, I look to the people who have influenced me and what their integrity was in this music and I just kind of keep my keep my eyes on those prizes even though I know the stage looked a lot different back then everything looked a lot different back then and now it's become so much of a commodity that we've lost some of the integrity of it all in the face of like I gotta hustle I gotta make my money I gotta get my band on tour I gotta get my thing I gotta get my money and um integrity is just like so important to me and I think that's a huge part of what I try to focus on and yeah, I know it, I wish there were more people out there doing it, but I, but I have to say that I just focus all my heart and all my energy on those people. And I like try to surround myself with those people all the time. Sarah Elizabeth Charles is another person who I work closely with in several different organizations who's making music that comments on 
not just aspects of social justice and abolition as she has done in the past, but now motherhood and how the sector of artists movement doesn't protect and support mothers or parents, uh, which is another aspect of social justice in this industry. What what are we fighting for? Who are we fighting for? And in her state of having children, she's realized that there is little to no support. But anyway, yeah, I guess I want to say that I'm, I focus as much as I possibly can on those people and that and trying to support their work and try to surround myself or show up for them on their, their shows and just be there as a participant too, as a listener and a supporter and a cheerleader for all those people who are really doing that work. Samora Pender Hughes is another person who I greatly look up to. Um, Makaya McRaven, who has put out a record, a wonderful recording called In These Times. And a lot of that has been focused on what's happening in this country right now. So yeah, I guess it's a roundabout answer, but that's what I do. Adam here from Prison Pipeline asking you to donate now community-supported radio, KBOO 90.7 FM. You can donate right now at kboo.fm slash give. Check out the KBOO mobile app, and you can snail mail us at 20 Southeast 8th Avenue, Portland, Oregon, 97214. Please urge your friends and family members to keep us on the air. Support the movement for community radio. Support KBOO at kboo.fm slash give. Check out the KBOO mobile app and snail mail us at 20 Southeast 8th Avenue. For folks just tuning in, you're listening to the Prison Pipeline, airing from the studios of KBOO Portland. And we're here with Carolyn Davis, musician, activist. Carolyn will be with us in Portland, Oregon at the Jack London on March 2nd, Saturday, March 2nd. So definitely check that out. Um, then we'll be having um, a very special community panel on March 3rd. And that, that will be taking place at starting uh, at 1230 at the Propulsion Zone, downtown Portland at 818 Southwest 1st Avenue. That's Propulsion Zone, 818 Southwest 1st Avenue. We hope that people show up from well, all walks of life. At the same time, it'll be great to have you know some other musicians in the house who are engaging in this work or want to. Because again, there's, there's such a need for that in the arts and music community to really really push forward a lot of these different platforms, right? From mass incarceration to Palestine to, you know, everything else under the sun. So for the panel, you know, there, there's a bunch of great folks on there who several of them are are based in Portland. And one of them who's from coming from out of town is you. Yeah. Tell us about putting this together, the setup of it. I mean, you're, I know you're going to maybe perform a little bit, but it's really to have this conversation. You know, what what is it that, you know, your vision around around putting these kind of events together? I, I am so excited about this event and I'm so excited to meet you in person and to meet Carla and Josh and Mike. Portland's own Mike Crenshaw. Mike, Mike yep. Crenshaw and Nate and Paulette and Trish. I'm really excited to meet all of these people who are doing this work with the Jericho Movement and Red Lodge Transition Services and Keys Beats Bars and um, Out of Sight, Out of Mind. I'm just so inspired by the work everyone's doing and I'm, I'm just stoked to just be in the same room as all these people. I'm going to probably, I'm going to play with my band. We'll probably play one piece. And I'm excited also that Mike Gamble will be a part of the event providing music as we're like walking in to the space. That's going to be really wonderful, a wonderful way for us all to be greeted. I am really looking forward to just hearing about the work that everyone is doing that intersects with art 
and how that can either support people who are on the inside or when they come into the reentry process, you know, how, how people are doing that work during the reentry process. I just want to learn more because I want to continue this process of supporting the prison industrial complex abolition movement. And I want to do another album, but I'm, I'm in that phase of like, what's the next idea for this process and how to work together as a community to support each other. I'm just so excited to be in the same space and, and learn about this work and become stronger as a, like a global community, a global abolitionist community. We're going to be very happy to have you. And that event that we're talking about is Community Conversations on Art and Justice for Incarcerated People. That is March 3rd at the Propulsion Zone, 818 Southwest 1st Avenue, downtown Portland. The event starts at 1230 and there's a little music at the beginning with, uh, yeah, folks from Creative Music Guild. And um, and then this just killer panel of uh, amazing people, you know, again, including yourself. And that's part of it, too, is that, you know, you coming from the outside and bringing this is a uh, also very very beautiful thing and as far as what you're doing on the tour let's hear a little bit about that who you're playing with what's what's the most recent material you're going to be playing um again that gig is at the jack london on march saturday march 2nd so people definitely um need, need to check that out uh you know before the panel and then they can you know roll out of bed you know the next morning and then and then get back downtown at 12 30 uh for the panel so this project which is called alula alula is spelled A-L-U-L-A, and it it's the word to describe this collection of feathers and bones on bird wings that only sort of pops out when birds are flying or landing or taking off. It's like this thumb sort of thing that pops. If you look at certain bird pictures, you can see it with little little thumb popping up. And I thought, oh, what a beautiful word. And it's like a palindrome. It's like the same forwards and backwards. And that was so beautiful. And so I used it as a band name for years now. It's the metaphor for my the electronic side of what I do. Because normally what I do is acoustics. I play saxophone. And this is like a little hidden part of me that is this project. And we're traveling as a trio. The great Chris Tordini will be playing bass, electric bass. He's one of the best bass players that I've ever played with my whole life. And he's just so versatile. And then this really wonderful drummer named Eliza Salem will be playing drums. And we've had the opportunity to play this music. We took this band to Australia and Eliza was there with us there. And um, we did a East Coast tour. Eliza did that tour also. And it's just been a joy to to play with Eliza and, and hear how they like put their own spin on the music. Um, I'm a little bit older than Eliza, so it's just been really fun to have like a youthful spirit also in the band and, and part of the project. I was just I love I love that too, just mixing age groups. And yeah, like I said before, we'll be playing music off of this album called Captivity that was released in October of 2023. And all the music that we're playing is on that record, and it highlights the voices of people I mentioned before, Jelio Muntakim, Keith Lamar, Susan Burton, Joyce Ann Brown, Galileo, Lorraine Hansberry, Sandra Bland, and some other people who I'll mention in the performance. I've gathered more voices since then of people who have been really inspiring to me through podcasts and just personal connections. And I'm, I'm bringing new voices into the performance space. So that, that's something that you'll hear on the live performance that you won't hear on the record. And people should find your material and, and information about the tour and events at your website, carolindavis.org. 
carolyndavis.org. So check that out. That will also help direct to these different events. Again, Jack London performance on Saturday, March 2nd as part of the Portland Jazz Festival. And then the next day in tandem with many community partners, which we won't mention all of them here, that is at Propulsion Zone, 818 Southwest 1st Avenue. And that's the next day. It's Sunday, March 3rd, and that starts at 1230. And so um, we hope we can bring a lot of people out for that. What do you have in mind now? You know, it sounds like, you know, your art, yourself, a lot of transformations. Where, where do you see things kind of going with this? How has this all informed you to move, uh, say, forward in a sense or to the next dimension? Since I've been getting to know the community more, just the people who are interested in this kind of music, this, I mean, protest music, I want to collaborate with people more in this in this movement in the in the PIC abolitionist movement first of all and then build upon that to to draw up this next part this next album which probably won't come out for a few years because I usually run in like three year blocks but um I just want to do you know some some more field work and working with people to see like what people want to hear you know more field work and more is just sort of asking questions about you know what kind of music people are looking for and like what makes them excited what pieces stand out to them and that kind of stuff so i'm i'm like gonna be a sponge at the moment so i'm looking forward to that That's great. So you're kind of becoming a conduit, if you will, for, for yeah. a lot of these things and then, and, and, you know, using using the saxophone and, and other instruments to help amplify the efforts. Yeah. Right on. So people should uh, be checking out your website, carolyndavis.org. Uh, again, look out for all these special events Saturday, March 2nd at the Jack London performance uh, with the trio with the Lula. And then the next day, our panel discussion on Sunday, March 3rd at the Propulsion Zone, 818 Southwest 1st Avenue. And that event starts at 1230. You have been listening to Prison Pipeline airing from the studios of KBOO Portland. Listen to some previous Prison Pipeline programs at kboo.fm slash Prison Pipeline. Like Prison Pipeline on Facebook. Free them all. Prison Pipeline host here, Adam Carpinelli, asking you to donate to KBO Community Radio 90.7 FM. We need your support for the station to keep shows like Prison Pipeline on the air. Join the movement now. Go to kboo.fm. Click on Donate. Support the movement for community radio. Please donate now.
listening to KBOO Portland on 90.7 FM, K282BH Philomus on 104.3 FM, and K220HR Hood River on 91.9 FM. Tune in to KBOO throughout February 